Philly Sports, Love and Pain. I'm Dave. That's Kenny. Hi. And special guest, Gordy. I'm here. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing most, bong, bing bong, bing bong. Probably, probably the most mentioned guest of, of, of all time on the, on the podcast. And all time is a really long time. We have like 25 episodes or something. So it's like <laughs> Honored to be here. Honored to be here. I, on the other hand, am not honored to be here. Wow. <laughs> You, you see, Kenny, Kenny Kenny's going downhill. I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> Kenny Kenny is getting married in less than a month now, and the the light is at the end of the tunnel. And by that, I mean that the wedding. Anyone who's been married or anyone who's gone through this knows that it's it's fucking stressful shit. <laughs> getting getting to it. And uh, if one more weird. person asks me where they're sitting, I'm going to kill myself <laughs> where they're sitting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like the shit that people care about. Like, come on. No, but who sits anyway? You sit down to eat. I don't even. I told Christy we should just get rid of all the tables and everyone's got to stand with TV trays. <laughs> TV trays. <laughs> just have like 200 TV trays scattered. Find your number. Bitch. I love it. So anyway. We had some pretty fucking meaningful basketball. I'm a Sixers guy. For this for this city, for the first time in a long time ever. I could you could possibly say ever. Uh it's definitely the probably the one of the most exciting times ever of my lifetime. Um well, you also you have to think about like when Iverson was doing it, right? Like <laughs> We were watching those little tube TVs that were like that had antennas and shit, so it didn't really matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the hype is just so much more. Like, now. how old were we? Like, how old were we when Iverson was doing his thing? Ten. Not you, me. Gordy. How old were we? Uh, eighteen to twenty. There you Somewhere go. So in there. I, I felt like Iverson was like in our college, prime. Yeah. 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 Wow, that must have been cool. Two thousand. One one is yeah. when they went to the finals and the step With, over happened. Do you think, Gordon? Do you think that was the worst team than the Cavs team that LeBron limped into the finals? Ooh, um, talent wise, up and down the roster. Yeah, I actually think the Sixers were better. <laughs> okay, LeBron aside, that was a bad Cavs team. Yeah, I mean Eric Snow on both teams. That should be mentioned. Yes, that is honorable mentions right there. Honorable mention: E. Snow, he who falls asleep while broadcasting. (laughs) Holy shit! I forgot about that. Oh my god! (laughs) I was watching that game, and he fell asleep. Wow! Too many. That's too many. Um, codeine drinks. That was uh, that was hardcore process days right there. I don't blame him. You know. That's that's exactly what I'm saying though. Like this this is the most exciting basketball then that we've seen probably in like you know 15, generation for sure fifteen yeah. years minimum, and yeah. it's only been two games and the city is on fucking fire. Like everybody cares right now about the Sixers and thank I God that Kenny even cares. Like that should <laughs> that should tell you something. I'm wearing my hat. He's wearing a hat. We're all wearing. We're all rocking we Sixers all hats. Hat, yeah. Like. Listen, the Sixers are fucking back, dude, and it's awesome. I love it. I'm fu- I'm so excited about this. Like, even 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 my wife Brianna is excited about about basketball, and that's like that doesn't happen all the time. That's unheard of, <laughs> you know. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And uh, so you know what else makes it better? 
when you gamble James Harden over <laughs> two and a half threes and he drains that one in the final fucking minutes. Step uh, back. That's uh, very true right there. Very yeah, true, well, right there. I think all all three of us on this podcast right now were rocking that fucking DraftKings and beard parlay and uh, the first night. Uh, oh, yeah. Friday night, and we all hit that shit. And I, you know, I fucking put that shit on the pot. I was like, "Yo, this play this. You have to play it. If you if you are a Sixers fan, you had to play that." Dude, it was it was close. It was close. It was. I was getting. Nervous oh, I didn't think there. it was gonna happen. I mean, the win. I told. I, I was worried about. I wasn't worried about the win. I was worried about that hard number, just because you didn't know. Well, it got to a point where they they could have sat him because yeah. that was starting to get out of reach. Mm-hmm. And then you saw that little rhythm dribble and the step back. Oh, and you knew, you knew, man, it's, it was so <laughs> juicy. So, so Friday night, we'll just, we'll just kind of walk through the games a little bit and just talk about the bar them. was electric. So Kenny, you went out to the bar on Friday night. I did. Nice. Um, you were at pizza pub. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I fucking love pizza pub. Shout out, shout out pizza pub in Hatfield. Sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> Great, great spot, by the way. Great spot. Dude, Although, you can't, you the can't old find school a place one, in there. I, I'm kind of nostalgic about the old school one, though. The old the old school one was only better because of the pool table. This place is 10 times better. Oh, it's way bigger. I mean, they have way TVs more TVs. on every single There's fucking a, the ceiling. The ceiling's higher than seven feet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when I turned the quick story, and then we can get down to this. I turned 21. I was at Pizza Pub, the old one, and they used to have all the like fancy wine glasses hanging upside down above the ice maker yep. thing. And I fucking celebrate it, right? And I ripped like all the glasses off the top there. They shattered all in the ice. They had oh. to like change all the ice down the bill. <laughs> it was terrible. But that's how tiny that place was. That place was that place was definitely small. That's taking me back. But um, yeah. So Friday night, awesome basketball. Uh, electric, electric, like just watching, watching the way that that offense ran on, on Friday night was just, uh, it was something that we haven't seen from this team, um, obviously in years. And, you know, after, after Friday and after Sunday, I'm kind of jumping a little bit, but I've heard some national attention that this team is getting and people are talking shit. People are talking shit still on Harden saying that he's overrated and he this wait till you see the real hard and wait till you, you know, all this mumbo jumbo. Like, can we, can we stop? He stop. Okay. You could see the, what they're talking about though. Wait to see the real hard. And what, once he not having fun anymore, we don't know what we're going to get, but for right now he's definitely having fun. There's no reason for him to not have fun for a while. Definitely. Right. And you know, most of those people are just saying that because they just fucking hate Philadelphia with a burning passion. Yeah, they're jealous. They hate us. No one likes us. We don't care. This, this, it's true. It's, it's like the true. truest statement ever. It's like, very true. And and f- the Sixers are the villains, like well, in the country. The process, right? The yeah. process didn't even work. No, it absolutely did not work. Like, so fine. Fucking who can like, why are you even holding that against us? It's almost like laugh at us because it didn't work. Like they weren't going to take and beat either. Would you agree? Yeah. Who, who are they going for? Do you know Gordy? Uh, for the MB draft. Was that winless for Wiggins? It might've been. Oh, he kind of panned out though. Yeah, but he's, he's panned out with two of the greatest basketball players of his era on the Warriors. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that's a valuable. Like, and it took was, him a decade. Yeah, he was shuttled out of Minnesota. So you know, um, that was a that was a great pick. And say what you want, you know, the process didn't work work the way we thought it was going to. But hey, man, it got us hardened in the end. So we go and get a championship or two or three or four. Oh, stop it! Woo! <laughs> That's spicy. You keep Maxi in the fold. Dude, you got your third superstar right there. You got our third all-star. Let's call it. Let's say an all-star, not a superstar. You got a third all-star there. I got into an argument with my cousin because she was like, trade Maxi for whatever it takes to get hard the first time around, right? Oh, God. And I mean, granted, he was a rookie. We didn't know really know what we had. That's fair. He's developed. But I remember I was like, no. You got to keep Harden, especially if you're getting rid of Ben Simmons. Or I'm sorry, you got to keep Maxi, especially if you're getting rid of Ben Simmons, because someone's got to fucking run point. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. always my argument. And it feels good to like do COVID. That's like the only positive thing I can think about COVID, because yeah. <laughs> we got Maxi out of it. So. Yeah, hundred percent. He fell because I don't. Did he play? There did was no his? NCAA tournament that year. That's right. what it was. So, so no one knew what he had. Yeah, like their season got cut so short. You know, and uh, I don't remember if he if he might have been injured for a little bit of his the little bit of season he had. I, I don't I don't really recall, but I know he fell in the draft. And between him and Mike Mascala hitting the late three, Booze. which got OKC into the top twenty, made that pick a twenty one. So we got to take it. I mean, that's literally what it was. Their last game of the year, Moose hit a three to win the game. Thanks, Mikey. The way Our the chips hero. <laughs> the Sixers should Listen. trade for him and get him back just to give him a thank you night. <laughs> he can ring the bell. Him. <laughs> give him yeah, a ten ring day. The bell. Come back and ring the bell. Uh, but you you said something like about having someone to play point guard. Talk about talk about just like this is beyond having someone to play point guard. What the Sixers did here is they they literally traded a backup center and a, you know, a, a decent shooter for a floor general that is probably right now one of the best in the NBA at running the floor and, and creating space that the dude, the, the amount of space that people had in these two games this weekend. And that granted, I, I will say this is with a, with a little grain of salt because similar to early Eagle games, there's kind of a, there's kind of a parallel here a little bit, right? Similar to early, similar to early Eagle games. These two teams are not the fucking class of the NBA. Okay. So, and, and Gordy and I talked about this on Friday night. They don't play hard defense. We're going to get open looks. We basically it's it's almost like a, a fucking seven on seven with these guys. If you want to equate it to football, because you're out there and you can pretty much execute whatever you want to do. And which was a great, honestly, lineup for for Harden to get integrated with the Sixers and just start rolling right off the bat. So playing the, the way that the schedule set up is awesome for us because it just gets them ready to play the the tougher games. You disagree? You disagree that the that the defense was not. No, I was going to disagree with you, and because how you you ran parallel to the Eagles. Like, I mean, I'm assuming you're going with like the Atlanta game, right? Yeah, like how they beat some shitty teams early, yeah, and we're like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know. But there are a lot of. It's not the same. Let me clear that. It's not. Yeah, like, there's the a lot of good pieces on this team, and we got like the you know the piece you really needed the. 
you know, you know, when you used to build Legos and you couldn't find that final white brick, you know what I mean? To finish your igloo. And then you found it in the mess. That's what like Harden is to me, man. Like he's, he's, he's gonna, dude, I've never seen the Embiid open so much in my life. And he's dude. seven foot tall. Yeah. Gordy and I were talking that open before. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Gordy and I were talking Simmons. about this. Like, how do you double, how do you double Embiid? You don't, you can't right now, you know, and there was a, there was a uh, thing I saw online. It was a clip of Ben walking the ball over the half court. His defender was all the way back at the foul line right in front of Embiid. Yep. Not anymore. Right. Because, yeah. you, because Ben wasn't shooting that ball. That. Yeah. No, I mean, it, he was no threat anywhere outside of 10 two feet. inches. Yeah, two inches. Yeah, <laughs> if he wasn't in the dunker spot, he, you know, he's no threat. And even that, he was outside time, of the circle. Yeah, he's, he, dunker spot in the in the playoffs isn't a threat either. If you got a guy my size guarding him, it's cool. It's all you need. He um, did it. He we'll we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. Game. I'm sure. <laughs> Hawks flashbacks. Nom. Ah! <laughs> Listen, let's live a little bit. Let's live a little bit. Let's not let's not revisit Vietnam. Just yet, okay? Uh, Thank you, Vietnam. (laughs) But, you know, like, here's the thing. Like, and there's a lot of stuff that happened. I don't even know really how to roadmap this because there are so many things that that showed their face either on Friday or on Sunday. Both both games were just, I mean, just execution. Like, to uh, probably, uh, and really, really not even perfect execution, but... Compared to what we've seen from this team, just unbelievably like three notches higher than anything we've seen. Do do you think? um, hmm, How do I explain this without being a douche? Um, do you think we had like major Ben Simmons blinders? Like completely, just we were just everyone was just like, well, he can't shoot, but he can get us twenty five points driving the cup every time. Gordy, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I did. I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't a defender of of Ben. I certainly did, you know, multiple times. Because I looked at what he could do. And physically, like, as a point guard, yeah, like, you can't match him physically. Yeah, he can do anything but shoot. And unfortunately, (laughs) all three of us on this podcast can probably hit a jumper. I can. It's been proven. I I also can. 15, 15 feet and out and free throws at a better clip. Than thirty percent or thirty three percent, whatever it was. It, at any rate, yes. I mean, I, I had blinders on. I think a lot of people did, uh, and rightly so. I mean, the dude. When you look at him, he's a physical beast. He's he's extraordinarily talented. I'm not going to sit there and knock Lazy. into that. He is. There's something where he does not want to put in the work to to improve, though. That much uh, became more and more evident. I really thought with Doc coming in as a professional coach, you know, cause he knew, you know, Ben knew Brett Brown from the time they were, he was a kid. Like he, Brett had ties Australia. back to Australia. Yeah. So I thought he gave him some leeway there and maybe that was part of the reason why Ben wasn't progressing. I, I really did think like, all right, you change out the coaching staff, you get professional coaches in here, you get doc rivers in here. He's always been good with his star players. Always like right. say what you want about his in-game adjustments and the all bench lineups <laughs> And the rest of the stuff. But Doc does know how to get the most out of his stars. He's always done that throughout his career. And um, he still couldn't tap into Ben. And yet he defended him 
to the umpteenth degree the entire season. And, you know, he got dragged for that by a lot of media people <coughs> asking. Um, Fuck that you know, guy. Yeah, exactly. So Fucking fur, fur coat fur, king. Yeah. Got news for you, buddy. It's 2022. Fur coat ain't cool no more. <laughs> you know? You All Peter, those dudes you are Peter enemy, you. Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, but, like, you know, you, you sit there and you go, all right, how can he defend this guy, this and that? And we saw the flaws, but we ignored it because you, you figured he'd finally get past it. He'd finally do the right thing. Uh, he didn't. And then when he got criticized one time, he folded. Like mentally, emotionally, whatever. He folded, took a, literally took his ball and went back to Morristown and stayed there <laughs> gaming. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that's yeah. literally what he did. So, uh, hey, good for him. You know, enjoy Brooklyn. Uh, I, I can't wait to see Kevin Durant get in his face one time on the sidelines when he passes something up. Because KD is not Joel. He's not going to stay on the side or talk to him, you know, at, at practice. KD will call him out right then and there. Yeah. Better be careful. He's mentally weak. <laughs> well, I... I yeah. <laughs> So I don't think here's the thing. I don't think that we had blinders on really necessarily because because we got what we got from Ben. We knew what we were going to get from Ben. And I don't think it was like we we weren't blind to his weaknesses. We knew that he was bad at shooting free throws. Yeah, but we just let him have them. But because we didn't have any other options and because they drafted so high, they they put so many eggs in that basket. This is like. That's true. This this is like Jalen Rager, but a completely different like version because like they draft the only reason why Jalen Rager is still on this fucking team. And the only reason why he still sees the field is because they drafted him in the first fucking round. And everybody knows that that's the truth. There's no other reason there can't be. So this is the same kind of thing, I think, but just different. Like Ben Simmons has more skill in basketball than Rager has in football. I I believe that, but I don't think that we necessarily had blinders. I think that we knew that he was, we knew his shortcomings. We knew what we had. We knew what we didn't have, but we didn't know what, there was nothing else that we could do about it. And we were stuck. And I think that Ben, I think that Ben knew that too. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not dumb, obviously, right? Well, and and his, and his, his management isn't dumb either. As much as we hate, as much as we hate clutch, like they're not stupid. These people know what they're doing. They're very savvy business just, people. Just a bunch of kids from Akron, man. Just a bunch <laughs> of kids from Akron. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. So much thing to to mention too. A little later. Good, perfect timing. Go ahead, drop it right now. <laughs> so, Brian Windhorst, did you guys see the the clip of him today on or Spotify or whatever? Already talking it. about Toby getting traded in the off season. I'm like, you can't give us a week, bro, before Clutch's mouthpiece puts something out about a Sixers player and having to disrupt the harmony that's already there. Like, you already got to start that rumor now. Because Windhorst is. That's exactly what he is. He's a, he's a Clutch mouthpiece. So is Shams. Like, the two of them. They're Clutch that's, mouthpieces. That's lean. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you, Toby. Take your fucking max contract and suck my dick. <laughs> So, uh, Kenny, if, if you've listened to a minute of this podcast and you heard us talking about the Sixers, you would know that Kenny fucking despises uh, uh, Toby. And, I do. 
And uh, <laughs> lately, Toby has not been, you know, all that in a bag of chips, as they used to say. <laughs> is know. he is he another mental midget? Seriously. I think he, I honestly think, and um, Gordy, you can chime in too, but I honestly think that he just doesn't, this doesn't fit his mold. Like he, I feel like he is a, a, a he's NBA an on the dribble. Man? No, I'm not. I'm talking about his game. Like he's an on oh. the dribble guy. Right. He's not a, he's not a spot guy and he doesn't have the quickness, right? And I don't think to get to, to get from, from deep to, to drive. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look quick to me anymore. I could be totally wrong, but to me, watching him this weekend, he's getting clear, clear, wide open looks from Harden, and he's dribbling out of them, and he's dribbling right into people, like, mm. and it, and it's, and then he's ended up getting rid of the ball. Gordon, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, he he's he's struggling with the adjustment. There's there's no doubt about that. Out of everybody on that roster, I mean, nobody else is struggling the way Toby is right now, and and it, it's very clear. He's doing that. He's transitioned from literally being either the number two option behind Stop Joel. It. Stop <laughs> no, it. Having, no, having to be the number having two to option. Be, having to be the number <laughs> yeah. two option. Yeah, let's put it that way. Having to be the number two option. And at times, I mean, how often did we watch him bring the ball up and have to initiate the offense? Yeah. That's not yeah. something he's ever had to do in 10 or 11 years of being an NBA player. And yet, without Ben there... Toby had to be the guy that did it. Now, Maxi obviously did it a lot, but anytime Maxi was down or they needed a secondary ball handler, it was him. I mean, Toby can do that to a certain extent, but he can only do it adequately. He's not great at it. That's not his skill set. Um, he, his, throughout his career, has always been a guy that takes his little rhythm dribble and then he puts up a shot. That's always what he's done. There was a play in the Minnesota game. He was on the right wing, caught a pass from Harden, had a what I would have considered a wide open three, uh, wide open in the NBA. They actually have an advanced statistic for it. Like five to six feet of space or more is considered wide open. He definitely had a wide open three. He pumped, took two little quick dribbles, and did a little shuffle step to the left and took what would be a contested three because the dude had closed out. Yep, and he missed it. Um, he, he's got to get out of that mindset. Yeah, he's got to get out of that mindset. Catch it, shoot it. If he gets into his catch-and-shoot mode like he was two years ago uh, going into the playoffs, uh, he is going to end up being literally the tip, the absolute prototype stretch four for this team. If he gets it in, into the mindset of, I got to catch it and shoot it and let it go and not care about the results. Pretty right. big if. It's, it is a big if, unfortunately. <laughs> it is a big if. And if it doesn't work out, guess what? He's got one, He's got next year's on the contract and one year after that. That's tradable. In the NBA, that is tradable. Because yeah. so another team will take a shot on it. And if that doesn't work out, they'll flip him when his contract's expiring. So he is tradable. As much as people say he's got a, a top five worst contract in the league, oh, that's easily. I, I no, I don't think so. No, I, I mean for like I'm saying like contract to player, what you're getting. Uh, yeah, it's a I guess you could say that. Yeah, but I mean as far as on tradable contracts no, go, he's yeah, not John Wall. Him. I'm not paying you 96 million dollars to to literally sit point. with your foot up. Like that's a good point. Toby Toby can bring this team a championship. He can. It hinges on Toby. If they get him moving in the right way, and like you're saying, the catch and shoot, immediate release, if they can get him going. They they can win a championship. They need Toby. The this this woman keep talking. This woman, I tell you. 
<laughs> what happened? Yeah. He, he just went on the mute. Um, no, and and Kenny's absolutely right there, though. Like, like, legitimately, if unbelievable, if Toby, if Toby just does what he has done the last two years, gives us with Harden nineteen and nine. If he gives us nineteen and nine, I'll tell you right now, the Sixers are winning a championship. I'll buy a Toby jersey. If they win a championship, you're buying a Toby jersey. Yeah, I will. Authentic or replica? <laughs> Nothing you authentic. Go, no, you gotta go replica, dude. You can't, I have to. That you can't. Yeah, got, you can't. I got pretty high on us. Uh, <laughs> I went to that night and I was like, "Fuck it!" I bought a, an Embiid jersey and uh, like a Harden jersey. I was out of control, man. I mean, well, they're two good investments, in my opinion. Yeah, they're going to be around for a while. So I, I feel, I really feel like we, and the one part, the one part. There's a couple other pieces of this puzzle that we really haven't even touched on yet. One of shake. them, no, gets definitely not shake. <laughs> Jesus, dude, he looks so fucking. <laughs> he looks so out of his out of his element, man. Yeah, he don't look good right now either. He is like out of it. But no, Tyrese Maxey, one million percent. Like this dude is. Just he's first of all, he's he's fun to watch play basketball because he just loves the game. He does. He, he, he's happy all the fucking time. You mm-hmm. dude doesn't look like he has a bad day. Um, which he is come work at Anchor Fire, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he probably maybe he would go work there if he got if he still got paid like uh eight hundred k or whatever he makes. But what I was what I was getting at is that Harden is already getting to Maxi, which is. Fan fucking tastic to see. Like Harden seems to really like be into this team. Like he's a bad teammate, though. That's everything I heard. He loves working with Embiid. He's been looking forward to working with Embiid, and he loves the fact that he has Maxi and Thibel and some of these other young guys around that are like that are like feeding it and like just just sucking it in. He loves that. And, and, and they love that. It's the perfect storm right now. Like Matt Maxi looks like he looks like a different player and it's already, it's only been two games, but he's already, he already has more aggression. He's shooting better. He has more confidence and it's, it's like it pops right out. Like you don't even have to look, you don't even have to watch the whole game. You can watch it for three minutes and you're like, Holy shit, dude, this dude looks like he's like, can take on anybody. And I think that that is straight up because of Harden. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it's. I mean, you you can't you can't add someone like. Okay, so back to Gordy's point, and then on to this point. I think it will all tie together for me. They were never gonna get Harden, and then just be like, Haha, everyone's gonna mesh, and this is gonna be fucking perfect. There's always gonna be one person or another guy that wasn't gonna mesh, Toby, right? And then you take the opposite of that, and then you get a guy like Maxi, who is just. What eyes open with a fucking sketch pad every, you know what I mean? Taking everything down and fucking, you know, in there. Yeah. Sponge. So it's a perfect trade off in that sense, right? Like wouldn't you rather have Toby being able to not like get along with him and then Maxie, this woman is just printing shit left and right. It's unbelievable that I, I, we don't, I don't even hear the printer. You can't hear it. it. I don't hear it. No. No. Okay. All right. So keep on trucking BB. It's the same document. Every there's thirty of them here. Um, you know how it is. You push print. You don't think it worked, and you keep fucking pushing print, and then all of a sudden you have fucking fifty of them. You don't care about it, Dave. 
real quick. I'm sorry. This happened today at work. You know, we have like a print, like a, a blueprint printer, right? Yeah. The one lady, she didn't know that it ran out of paper. So she printed like a hundred copies and you can't cancel them. So we had to run through a whole roll of paper again, just on the same <laughs> print. <laughs> that's brutal. And that's, um, that's those, those rolls of paper are fucking massive too. Yeah. It's, it's insane. But yeah, so the, the, what I'm trying to get at is before all the distraction, it's, it's better to have Maxi sponging and Toby being, you know, negative is what I want to use here, but you get my point. Like it's huge that it's Maxi and Maxi's going to sponge and it's going to be great. And dude, it's fucking exciting. I, I honestly, like I watched the, I watched Sunday tip, tip to tip, you know, like tip to final whistle, obviously on Friday. Like I haven't done that in forever. Same here. Know? I watched tip to tip both games and I, I can't tell you. The last the last time that I watched back to back Sixers games tip to tip. Like I would always check in on something and like maybe a quarter or two. Depends on if it's West Coast, you know, whatever. But um I I'm in, man. I am interested and you know, it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. There's one other guy that I want to bring up. And I don't know Jimmy if anybody Butler. else has anybody that want to bring up. Um, no. Uh it's Thibel. Oh, I want to talk about him too. Mm-hmm. Bible and Gordy brought this to my attention. So I'm going to let him expand on this, but Thibel, you know, is a completely different player with Harden on the floor also because he is, he's like the free man, right? So like I watched a couple breakdowns of plays and stuff and like basically, you know, it, whether they're running a pick and roll or whatever they're doing up top, Thibel is the guy that kind of like just gets lost in the sauce because whoever usually is, is tracking him is, is like constantly thinking about doubling up Embiid or Harden and Thibel just escapes and then pocket pass, boom, dunk. He doesn't even have to shoot. He, he, he's got dunk, dunk, dunk layup. Like it, it it's, it's like almost automatic. Gordy brought it to my attention. Gordy, you want to expand on, on Thibault a little bit if you want. Yeah, I mean, like, he's he's doesn't have the jump shot or the three-point shot that everybody wants for that 3 and D guy, right? Like, that's not... He can knock one down. He's got one spot in the corner. I believe it's the left corner, uh, top of the screen corner. I think you're right, yeah. I think he's, like, 40% from there. And, like, literally the rest of his shooting arc is below average, with the exception of within, like, five feet. He gets to that range... He finishes at like over 80%. That tells me the dude actually, you you lob, you lob something up to him, he's going to put it down. You hit him on a cut, he's going to put it down. He's got the athleticism and the super quick hops to just catch something, even if there's a defender there, and go up and lay it in and finish. I mean, not to you know keep bringing back Ben, but Ben didn't finish around the rim that, that well. And right. he's five inches taller. You know, Maxi's another one at the rim. He finishes. How often do you see these get like Maxi and Matisse blowing layups? They don't blow bunnies. They make them, you know, and that's something we haven't had in this town in a very long time. They need to unlock Matisse and use him as a slasher. Offensively, he can cut behind guys. He can let his guy roam a little bit. And just when his dude turns his back, just go. Go to the rim. Harden, Maxi, or Embiid, and even really Tobias will find him with a pass. Because all those guys can pass pretty well. 
So, uh, you know, he just needs to have that awareness that, okay, this dude's going to sh- shuffle over and try to take a step towards Joel or a step towards Harden. He just needs to recognize that and go, go to the rim. These guys are doing this, and Harden only knows like three plays. He said that. I know. <laughs> three plays, and they shredded two different teams that are full of NBA talent. I mean, say what you want about them. They're not the greatest teams, but there's talent up and down those rosters. Why? Yeah. Speaking of that, why why didn't the Knicks play um, Nerlens? Uh, a foot. He's he's technically available, but not healthy. Does that? So I one, yeah, I, he might play tomorrow. That's a that's a player I'd like to get. Yeah, it would have been nice if they had cut him. Today was yeah. the last day to cut somebody and pick him up and have him be eligible for the playoffs. I don't, did they actually pick up DeAndre Jordan? I know they were supposed to. I didn't see if they actually did. Well, that's where I was going to segue into that. That's going to be nice because he's got a good relationship with Doc. He does. And if there's anybody that can pull him out of the cooked bin, the overdone bin, uh, it would be Doc. Because I got to be honest with you. Andre Drummond, I knew had a little something left. Um, Dwight Howard, I knew had a little something left. I don't know if DeAndre Jordan's got anything left. What did you say about Drummond? I knew I knew Drummond when they signed him. I knew he still had a little bit of something left. Like I knew he wasn't done. You know, mm. he had had a, he had had two bad years. Like he got traded out of Detroit and then went to the Lakers and. Yeah, well, they kind of didn't was, use him right. And yeah, he's with LeBron, so yeah, they, LeBron didn't like him. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess so. Exactly. Yeah, whatever that was didn't work. And um, you know, he th- he came here on a veteran minimum contract to play minutes. The minutes he got, he played hard. He rebounded at a ridiculous rate, uh, and showed more passing ability than I ever thought he had. He revitalized his career. He played himself back into a starting spot. Whether it's with the Nets moving forward, I don't think they can afford him. Just for the record. Uh, I think he's going to get $15 million a year to go play on some m- m- mediocre to bad team next year. Detroit again. It could be. I mean, they could use him, <laughs> honestly. What do you, you know? think What do you think the the Nets were like, all right, well, or the Sixers were like, we don't want to give you Drummond. Like, what do you think the Nets were like, all right, well, if we don't get Drummond, we need. So from what I, I and I don't even remember where I read this, uh, Drummond was a starter for the Nets in the trade talk. They said, we won't even talk about Harden unless Drummond's involved because (laughs) they knew they needed a big, they they needed a center. Um, They have a dude on their bench that they don't use. Right. Um, And I don't know if that's coaching or if it's just that he's so young. Nick Claxton is a 6'10", 6'11". Like he's really slim, but that kid can play a little bit of ball. And he's going to be a center in this league for a long time. Uh, I don't know why they don't use him, but the Nets don't use him. Uh, they wanted a veteran wide body that can rebound. They got it with Drummond. I mean, he's going to be good for them. No, it not hurt, that. It hurts, to, it hurts to lose him, honestly. Kenny, Kenny the, the thing on the box, on the box, make sure your shit's turned up. You're quiet as fuck. <clears throat> Chrissy, hello? That's better. Um, but yeah, you guys, you're totally right. I mean, um, fucking Drummond is Drummond is just a rebound hog. I mean, but he can't he can't compete with Embiid one on one. You know what I mean? Embiid's owned him. Yeah, I mean he's just he's 
I mean, talk about <laughs> a dominant run against someone. It's Embiid versus Drummond. And that's mm-hmm. partly why I think Drummond came here. He was like, oh, I don't want to play him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very well could be. Well, the like other Paul thing. Millsap. Yeah, they'll play Millsap yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I, I looked up. Um, I found a, I found a good um, website uh, for sh- shooting charts. This is, this website's unbelievable for as far as like an, a, a data geek like myself. But um, I looked up Thibel Gordy while we, while you guys were talking mm-hmm. and um his true shooting percentage um, from that corner three spot is 49%. Yeah. So he's got the one spot. It's literally, the, yeah. The, the heat map is like literally like, it's like ice cold blue. <laughs> yeah. It's scorching red right there. That's literally what it looks like. If I could share the screen, I would, but yeah, that's uh. and, and how's his, how's his finishing around the rim? Do they have that on there? It does. I, I focused, um, I focused the distance, um, out out high because I was just curious to see. Uh, I so I was only looking above twenty. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thibel Thibel again. Like you now we now we've gone down the the rabbit hole of like naming a, a lot of the guys that's that are on this team, the big players. I mean, you you need a couple minutes from Shake. You need a couple minutes from whoever. Like Isaiah Joe was in the game at the end. Like Corky, Cork Maz is 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 a, is one. That we could talk about quick. That is just disappointing. Um, d- he talk about uh, a guy who has lost his confidence almost completely. It's Cork Moss. I mean, I mean, he had like whatever one stretch last year where like we were like, oh, is this guy the real deal? But most of the, his career has just been like fucking Turkish bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's hot and cold, and and he's one of the most. Hot and men most cold guys in the league. He's he might be the streakiest dude in the league that gets regular minutes. And how about this for a change from where we were just two months ago till now? At times, the best point guard we had, pure point guard we had on this roster, and the team worked best at times, especially through December, with point Ferk. Like that ain't good. That's terrifying. You know? Like that's that is. You know, I mean, granted, he's his national team's point guard, and he's six foot seven. So, right, you know, that gives you some size at the point guard position. But he, he's a shooter. I mean, he needs, and he's unconscious with it. So just give him the ball in the wing, let him jack him. It's fine. Shoot threes, buddy. It's what you do. He's another. He's another one with the Rager, Justin Jefferson, and we could have had Sockum. Is that how you say that? Siakam. Siakam. Yeah. I mean. My God, dude! If we had Pascal Siakam, oh, dude, we, I, I can't even. I like, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good players we could have had. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can pick a, you could, you could pick that apart for your fucking entire life of sports. You know what I mean? Big time. Well, we just we talked about that, uh, Kenny. Um, you know, we went, we kind of dig dug through the draft a little bit the drafts plural, I guess. Um, and you know, it, it, it kind of sucks to go back and do that really, because like, you kind of just, you know, it, there's, there's no point really, you know? Well, the bridges one though, that one probably hurts the most because that was the one, not only did the kid have Villanova Philly ties, his mom works for the team, right? Yeah. But also Everybody knew 
he was good and going to be good. And you could see how well he fit, even on that team. And you Fucking traded him for a guy Brown. that's not even playing in the league anymore. Like, that dude's out. Yeah. Aaron Smith is gone. And granted, you know, he had some unfortunate health stuff pop up. So, you know, I feel bad for the guy. But that was a terrible, terrible move. Terrible trade in the end. Um, yeah, there's no words for that one. That's an Elton Brandon and uh, uh, who's our old coach? Jesus, Brett Brown. Brett special Brown. right there because they were the ones GMing temporarily that night. I don't think Elton Brown was part of that. I think I think it was just a fucking temporary Brett Brown decision. It might have been a Brett Brown move, yeah. And like, it's it's exactly why Brett Brown should never coach in the NBA. He <laughs> I mean, definitely should never GM. That's for nah, sure. He's he's another one, man. Fuck Christ. Like Ray Rhodes of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's, I don't know. One of the worst things I ever heard about Brett Brown was uh, Jimmy Butler talking about how they were going through tape and he showed, like, guys making mistakes and, like, nobody in the room got called out. And and Butler apparently, like, said something to Brett Brown and the coaching staff like in front of the whole team, like, and he had only been here, you know, maybe less than a month at the time and was like, yeah, what the hell, you know? And, and like, it just fell on deaf ears. And it's like, at that point you're like, all right, so how much do these guys really want to win? Yeah, that's tough. You know? and like, uh, that's really tough, man. And when you got a guy like Jimmy Butler, he's coming into town to win. That team should have won a championship. That's disappointing. That team was disappointing, man. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, Raptors. <laughs> anyway, Canadian anyway, bitches. We we have we have meaningful basketball in in the city of Philadelphia, and we have Harden is making his home debut uh, tomorrow night. It's gonna be awesome. Tomorrow night, uh, Knickerbockers at the Wells Fargo, <laughs> and um, it's gonna be a fucking packed house. It's gonna be fucking lit. Um. It's it's gonna be great. It's if if you if you want to start watching basketball, tomorrow's a good time because that's it, that place is gonna be fire. It's gonna be basically a, pl- a playoff atmosphere. Aside from the fact that they're playing the Knicks, which um, <laughs> they will not know, be in the playoffs. <laughs> they will not be in the playoffs. Um, you know. And speaking of that, uh, that young dude um, for the Knicks was his name Sims. He was Sims. he was he was trying to d up and beat a little bit. And he was successful like a little bit, but he Embiid chewed him up so fast and, and fouled him out. Like it was like, it was no, like it was not even a question, you know? And I'm also I'm we're, we're going on and on about the Sixers because we're excited, but listen, I am tired of people complaining about Embiid's free throws, man. Who's complaining the world. Yeah, everybody well, that's not a Sixers fan. <laughs> oh, I told you when I was in when I was at that Dallas game, it was fuck. I I've never you like I'm like literally like look look in the mirror. You have the biggest crybaby in the NBA. Seriously, that dude's a fucking pussy. Luca, oh everything's. He, I'll about. tell you what. As much as I like the guy, the one thing he does way too much is cry. Yeah, he's All a crier, the man. Time he really does. I don't no. like that. Like no. I, I, uh, 
you know, if you, if you like the one that Toby got the T on, mm-hmm. he was fouled. I mean, that was clear as day. Yep. And I probably take a technical on that one. And that's the extent of Tobias Harris getting mad. Right. But Luca does that shit every single play. Ugh. Yeah. Toby got smashed on that play. Dude, that was, I don't know how you met those refs weren't great. Mm, the NBA has a little bit of an issue with that. <laughs> they need to get Tom every, every Donahue back. Comes, right? Yeah. Oh, shocker. So we have old dudes running around on the court with fuck a bunch of young dudes. Go figure. It's the same thing as the fucking NBA. And then we got in the MLB, we got umpires behind home plate, like fucking Joe West, who finally decided to retire, <clears throat> who can't see balls and strikes. Like, what are we doing? I don't understand. Angel I don't Hernandez. understand. <laughs> Well, I don't be, understand it. It's every fair, sport. The NBA actually does, I think, a little bit of a better job with it. Uh, they do. Bring I agree with that. I agree with people. that. I'm really uh, just soapboxing because I but hate. No, no, no. You're, you're the NFL, right? Though, dude, 100 percent right. <laughs> um, you know, it, it is, it is ridiculous. Your last pod when you were talking about that, dude. If I could have clapped and given a standing ovation <laughs> i would have because it's right i mean how do how do you have like accountants by day referee by night or weekend already they're bus drivers have some respect for yeah. their careers <laughs> and whatever they are why do they even have a career if you're gonna pay me 200k to do anything else yeah i'm gonna go off <clears> why do week. you have why do you have another career right. what do you do guys i would do some weird shit for 200k <laughs> yeah <laughs> right Oh man! I mean, I'm yelling for for two hundred for maybe for like eighty k. I'm quitting my job tomorrow. So for two hundred k, you might find me greeting at Walmart, but that's the extent of my fucking job. You hear that body armor? We are cheap, man. We yeah, are cheap. I mean, yeah, body armor could be like we'll give you a case of sugar free. I'd be like, All right, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Quit my job tomorrow. No, uh, but it's awesome. It's awesome to have meaningful basketball back in the city. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch them at home. It's just, you know, different. It's a different vibe to see them at home. They opened up already. Uh, the line is already open um, at ten and, and a half. Ten and a half. I can't Ooh. take that. That's too high. Ten and a half. That is a. That's frisky. That's a frisky line that's right there. That's too high, man. First quarter. <laughs> First quarter. Whatever it is, Ver, oh, ten and a half, ten and a half versus seven and a half from Friday. Gordy, that first quarter was a fucking sweat box on Sunday, bro. I was, yeah, I went money line. So, oh, <laughs> smart. I went spread. The, the, well, yeah, what was it? Two and a half, right? Yeah, I had it yeah, three I and a half. When I when oh. I took it, it was three and a half. That's why that's why I went down to money line. I won't do three and a half. On, okay, on I got it at two and a half, and yeah. I just. And I'm on YouTube TV, so you know I'm a little delayed. So I was in the app watching it, and I saw we were up three, and then I was like, <gasps> "That <laughs> yeah. was crazy." It's what you need—a late free throw at the end of the quarter to, to screw you too. On top of it, yeah, a hundred percent happens yeah. every time. <clears throat> if it's Hard three and hunt. a half, I wouldn't take it. But I mean, I, I, as hot as that place is going to be, fired up as that place is going to be, I'm going to tell you what—I expect them to come out storming tomorrow night. Bro, if they if they get the guy for the meme to ring the bell, I'll fucking I'll I, I you'll see me naked in the why, street. I mean, why why can't they? He already he already like was talking about Embiid. He came back. He's like he said something about it. 
That would be you great. Think, you're talking about uh, Fendi or whatever yeah, his name Fendi, is? Yeah, Fendi, that's it. Yo, Fendi yeah, ringing the, the bell in the, the trench coat. The Sixers to win the first quarter in the match, which I don't know why they're calling it that, is match, minus 175. Fuck? Oh, for the you, for money line for the first quarter. Yeah, so money line and then to win the game outright. So double money line. I mean, that's not great odds, honestly. No, I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, I think they win outright, and if you believe they're going to win the quarter, but I guess well, let me you know, let me put it this way: what? if they lose this, if they lose tomorrow night, you you can you talk about <laughs> talk about taking all this fun and the energy. And then just crumbling it and throwing it into the corner, pissing on it, dumping gasoline on it, and then setting it on fire. That's what that's what that's be like. I'm I'm eight for eight in my last Sixers bets, and I think I'm staying away tomorrow. You don't even like the money line. <sighs> I think that double money line bet is safe, <laughs> dude. They're going to be minus. Let me take a look and see what I got them at. But the, I mean, they're going to be they're going to be like minus four hundred on yeah, the game at least for the game. So if you can get it at minus one seventy five, dude, take it. Yeah, essentially, what you're getting there is the game at minus one seventy five because yeah, they're not going to lose got, the first guys, quarter. Come, come on, on, you dude. No, you know better than this. The first quarter is a fucking. This year has been nothing but badness. They, I can, they the were one really thing good I can, early, and then they they did hit a rough rough patch. The one thing I could see. The one thing I could see. I can't ninety. Wow. 590 like so you're getting you're getting the game almost essentially at 5 at 175 I got yeah. it at 630 like, so even worse <laughs> yeah i mean if the Knicks win that game tomorrow uh, there might be cars upside down in the Wells Fargo parking lot <laughs> it would be it would be it would be it would be Philadelphia to just just do that Riot if the Sixers. I wouldn't lose. even be mad. Lose a regular season game. Regular season game. <laughs> that beats Let's nothing. Flip some cars. Ninety nine percent of the money is on the spread for Philly. Ninety nine percent. You know. You know the smart play yeah. is the to Knicks. wait. Is to wait until tomorrow because everybody in Philly is going to be jerking off on the Sixers all day, and and that game that game <laughs> is at ten and a half right now. I yeah. bet you that that line ends up around 12 and a half. I would agree. And I don't know if they're going to cover 12 and a half. I don't, I mean, they might, I don't, they've been blowing team these last two games. They've been blowing them out. So here's, here's a fun little uh. spin zone. The Knicks game was down to minus four and a half at one point on Sunday. So they tend, you know, they tend to like teeter. They do really well. Like and they won by 16. Two. What? They won that game on Sunday by 16. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's dude, it's still 10 and a half is a lot on an outright right away. Like it's too much. Yeah. That's I agree. I, that's a big, I agree. Line. Yeah. I, I don't like taking a favorite that big as history has, has told us, uh, taking large, large favorites in the NBA is not profitable. Over time. I mean, it's wacky this year, man. Like the Lakers don't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Miami. Uh, I mean, I know they're good, but they're not fucking one seat overall. Nah. Light the place on fire. Good. NBA is wacky this year, man. The Nets, they shouldn't be eight in the division or seven in the conference. 
Mm. Well, that's what happens when KD doesn't play. Yeah. Do you think what's Ben Simmons like win loss margin of whatever the fuck I'm trying to say? What do you think that is? What the fuck? I don't even know what you were trying to say. <laughs> you mean you think how much how many wins can he help them get? Yeah. See, Gordy like, what's his like Dave war? Like his like I, his I, I war? Read Kenny's mind. What's 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 Ben Simmons war? Yeah, is that what it's called? <laughs> In baseball. I don't know. Baseball, okay. Yeah, they have a they have a similar thing for basketball too. Um, three, four. I think he's he's pretty far above average uh, on that. Like, but let me put it this way: Ben comes back and plays after his back is feeling better. Um, March eleventh, he'll play. <laughs> he's he helps him get probably four or five wins to finish yeah. the year. Like, I, I don't. The thing is, they are going to be. I have a feeling Brooklyn ends up in the play-in section of the playoffs, and that's dangerous. You come out flat one game, say you. So, I mean, how does the play-in work? Is it like a fucking round-robin tournament? Like, what is the what is that? The play-in is uh, seeds seven, eight, nine, and ten in each conference. Uh, seven plays ten, eight plays right. nine, and then it's like a little one game elimination and then they go single, and, single elimination, elimination and then whoever, whoever gets the two seeds. Yep. Uh, and so that's pretty much what it is. Do you, do you have any idea why they decided that was important? Uh, Just to piss off LeBron. Yeah. I mean, he didn't like it. But guess what? The only shot his Lakers have at getting the playoff. Yeah. Right I now. just I, I, I find it really unnecessary to give even more teams a chance when you already take half of the teams in the league to the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I think their thought process there was over the last several years, they had a lot of teams that would finish right at the same record and okay. be and and because of a, a funky uh tiebreaker here or there, they would drop out. So they're and, trying to break the ice. Yeah, a and bit. not only that, though, too. Hey, man, it's exciting. One yeah, it's exciting basketball. You know, like yep. I mean, last year you had the Lakers and the Warriors playing each other in one of those games. That's right. I, that's Didn't right. We? I forgot about that. Yeah, like, like that's a that's a clutch matchup right there. No, no, not clutch clients. Let's not let's not talk about that. Clown Wrong clutch. Someone someone on this pod said that one and done playoffs in the basketball was a possibility. We're almost there. <laughs> I'll tell you what I, I so I, I saw something uh, don't know if it's actually true or not that the NCAA tournament and the way that they do it generates as much revenue for the NCAA as the entire NBA regular season does. Ooh, interesting what a one and done can do. So to that end, the NBA is looking into doing a little pause mid-season and possibly a mid-season tournament. That would be basically a single elimination tournament for a mid-season tournament champion and then finishing out the regular season and going into the playoffs. What do you get? <laughs> but the twist is they don't play basketball. They play badminton. Exactly. You get a Pez dispenser. <laughs> what the fuck are we? What are we doing here? Why don't they just play with two basketballs? I mean, you well, know, yeah, that'd be fun. Here's the thing. I, 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 I love the, I love the one and done. Totally. I do, but you can't play 82 games and, and have a one and done playoff. Like this doesn't make sense. I, I agree with that too. 
You can do whatever you want if you're Adam Silver. Well, here's what's going to happen. Also, true. if you do that, they're going to they're going to rest their stars even more because the regular season means even less then. And then when they get to the playoffs, they'll just fucking turn it on. Then the regular season means nothing, and the and the people don't go. You, uh, are, you're telling me that everybody's going to flock to the stadium if they don't know if LeBron James is playing. They don't know if James Harden's going to play. They don't know if Embiid's going to play. Like I, I think that number is smaller than you think it is. Seriously, what number? Like I don't think that's like the number one thing people look at. Like, like when you go to a game and you're like, you don't look Embiid's at the star playing. player. I mean, I I get why you're there, right? You're there to watch Embiid, but I don't think like I would still if the tickets were X amount of dollars, right? Like I'm not saying 2K for you know the, on the on the court, but for a ticket to get you in the building at 55, 60 bucks. I'm, I don't really necessarily care. I mean, I get it. I'm upset if Embiid's playing, but I don't look for that. I'm going to go down and I'm still going to enjoy myself. I think that number is a little less than you might be thinking it is. I know it's an issue, but I don't think it's some like major thing. I just don't think, I don't think it makes sense to have the teams play 82 games and then, you know, get to the, get to the postseason one and done. They might cut the season down at some point. I mean, I can see them if they do something. That makes they, more sense. Yeah, if they go to something like a tournament like that midseason, I could see them only doing 70 or 72 games and then having what? that tournament midseason. But it maybe won't be, give it the won't tournament be one the it, They'll have the tournament and they'll cut the season down. Maybe give the tournament winner like a bye in the playoffs or something. Could be. You know, they, they get a. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you get for it. Listen, I would watch that shit. I would bet on it. I would love it. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not against it at all. I w- this is exactly what I want uh, NCAA football to do. Like, oh, God, that would be incredible. Yeah, I, it's a no-brainer in there because it's obviously one and done in, in NCAA football, and there's no reason to play all those fucking stupid bowl games. They're dumb. You know what they should if, do? NCAA football should play no more regular season. They, all right, this is going to sound really ridiculous. They shouldn't play any more <laughs> than like eight or nine regular season games. And then see the top 32 teams or 60, 14, whatever, and then go from there. They should only play division games. That's the, that is exactly what they should do. And you should have, yeah, but then you're going to get into the, you're going to get into the fucking classic tale of like, SEC should have more representation because they got all the freak out. Okay. Nah. Then what you do is what you do is once you do this for a year, then you take the top, you take the top 15 teams and you make them all play each other next year. And then you do that with the next 10. You make them all play each other. So then you can keep cycling the good teams that make them play each other versus this traditional schedule where you play all the same fucking teams and then every once in a while you mix in an Akron or a fucking Western Michigan. Like nah, it, listen, it's, it's pointless. They need to get rid of playing Monco Community College. Okay. Yes, they need to they get do. rid of these fucking stupid ass. Yeah. Schools will pay X amount of dollars. I know it's about money, but like that shit is brutal. And if that is the case, then they need to be within the first two or three games of the season. They can't be the fucking two weeks before, you know, the end of the season. Alabama's playing like fucking like Kentucky A and T. I agree. I agree. So anyway, <laughs> we we really went. Yeah, that was that was it. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it doesn't matter. This that's what we do here. Um, <laughs> do you know? Do you know who's on this podcast? <laughs> so I mean, we could we could talk. We we kind of went for you know a while on the Sixers, which is great. That's what I wanted to do. Um, Gordy, before I move on, did you have anything like 
pre-planned that you wanted to get out before before I move on to something else? Uh, like as far as Sixers go, yeah. Um, I, I want everybody that's listening to just sit back and enjoy this ride. All three of you. All three of you. Because guess what? This is going to be a fun million. One. This is legitimately going to be a fun ride, and I do think Harden is home. He's back with Daryl Morey. He's back with Tad, whatever his name is. He's got the owner that he knew. He, all those dudes left him in Houston. He was miserable. He went to Brooklyn. The guy was supposed to be there with him. What's that? He didn't even want to go to Brooklyn. No, he he didn't want to go to Brooklyn. He wanted to go back where he knew all his guys were. Everybody was in Philly. Feeling you right now is the Rockets east from like three years ago, four years ago. Hopefully they cash. Yeah, this time they need to cash. Um, But like he went to Brooklyn, KD gets hurt, Kyrie shows up when he wants to or when he's allowed to, and and he's killing himself to keep the team afloat. And he's not mad at KD for getting hurt. That stuff happens. But he hurt his his hamstring in the playoffs for Brooklyn last year, and now he's getting crapped on. They're playing him 40 minutes a game. He's got nobody there. And and, and they're talking about, you're quitting on the team? Who's quitting on the team? Harden didn't quit on the Nets. The Nets put him in a bad spot and ran, tried to run him into the ground. So, man, it is like anchor fire in this fucking yeah. place. Man. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to Philly, and it's home. You can see. Well, you, oh, you can I see. guess Ke- Kenny. I should have told you our next week's guest is uh, the owner of Anchor. Oh, old Theodore. Hey, <laughs> sorry, I'm on the podcast. I want to work. Yeah. So I just want everybody to enjoy the ride. Harden's home. Uh, he if he doesn't opt in, they'll extend him. He's going to be here for a while. Um, him and Joe are going to wreck wreck the NBA for a number of years. I'll tell you exactly what they are. The Philadelphia 76ers are lightning on the beach. They are flat out dangerous to any team that steps on the court with them. That's what they are. So enjoy it. <laughs> I'm in love. I am in love with this with this team and the possibility of this team. Like I'm in love with it. Yo, Kenny, what was that bullshit you sent me about the um where they were talking about like um someone said, and never mind, it wasn't you. I I I tweeted it from our account. Um, this dude was talking about how the the Sixers are not even, or these these guys aren't even in like the top five. No, I sent East that to you. How you dare did you not giving me credit. I tried. I tried giving you credit. <laughs> yeah, it's that fucking Jason McIntyre. He's a is that his name? He's a fucking asshole. I don't know. Stupid. Hold on, though. I got it right here. We chatted a lot today, huh? I know. That's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some bozos in Philadelphia are saying Harden and Embiid are the new Kobe and Shat. That's comical. Bozos. This is not even a top five duo in the East. A first round exit would not be a surprise. Hi, name five duos in the East well, yeah, that are better. Yeah. Come on, okay. stop exactly. it. Okay. <laughs> Drummond and KD. <laughs> Now are they saying are they saying like duo as in like anyone? Seriously, this is a serious question. I don't know. I don't know. Because I mean you could put the heat in the top five, right? Jimmy Butler and whoever else. Butler you know? and Bam, I guess. Yeah. I, 
All right. I don't think they're better than Embiid. No. No. Listen, Jimmy Butler's a super... uh, Jimmy Butler's a a really good star, borderline superstar. He's extremely good. Marquette. Uh, Marquette. I saw Jimmy Butler when he was at Marquette. Um, Nice. The uh, Bam is a star, uh, an all-star. I don't know that Bam's a superstar. So, no, that, that, that duo is not better. Uh, Tatum and and Brown, not better. They're not good. better. Good, but not. They're better. Diff- it's different. It's not even close to the same thing. No, Kyrie and Ball, KD, Ball and Bridges, no, nah. not good. No, I'm just. I'm literally. Re- yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, to yeah I know. The Hornets are an interesting have. team, though. I'll say that. Oh, Trey Young <laughs> and Trey Young, <laughs> Trey Young and Trey Young, Kyle Kuzma. Oh God! Yeah, what a the mighty wind. Now, if he if he would have said in the league, I could argue, I could agree. Like you could get down with that. You could make an argument. You could make an assumption. You could. Yeah, I mean, after two games, sure. Yeah, you can't really fight this battle after two games. To say the fucking East, though, like at least know what you're saying. That's a bullshit. That's a bullshit. Fucking clickbait piece of shit. He's the yeah. He's the great value, Skip Bayless. Yeah, who is it? Where, who's he even? Who's he? He works at ESPN. Oh, uh, well, okay. He probably loves Boston. He was on. He was on uh, Undisputed. This guy, you know this guy. I know you know this guy. Oh uh, yeah, I know he is. Okay, yeah, he's a con. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't matter as far as his basketball opinion. <laughs> you know, so he's about as up and down the middle as Bill Simmons is on his <laughs> podcast. You know, Flyers so, lost three nothing. I pounded. I pounded Edmonton <laughs> minus one and a half. Oh, that was only minus one and a half. Puck line, bro. Oh wow, should have been free. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I mean, we don't really need to talk about the Flyers because yeah, that's, fuck them, fuck that franchise, fuck them, dude. Honestly, no. You gonna unleash me? Can I unleash? Go, bro. Go. Yo, if they fucking trade for Jeff Petrie, I'm fucking done. Okay, Jeff Petrie dish. Yeah, the dude is 35 years old. He's slow as fuck. He plays for the Canadians. Do we need to say more? He's Dude, they, if they don't sell this whole fucking team, they're the dumbest fucking sport. They're worse than the Phillies in my eyes if they get fucking Jeff Petrie. They're already worse than the Phillies. What the fuck? What the, how are you how are you even possibly considering saying that the Flyers are still better than the Phillies? What the fuck is wrong with you? Everyone's a 500 team in Philadelphia. You know, that's all I'm saying. Not the flyers. Yeah, they're, <laughs> Somehow they still have like 30 points. I don't know where that came from, but seriously, if the flyers trade for Jeff Petrie, I'm on suicide watch. That is gotta go down as one of the worst fucking trades. It doesn't even matter if they unload contract or, or anything. You think, Oh, <gasps> Drew. He's from there. Yeah, I know. So I guess that would make the only sense, right? They're trying to trade Giroud. But why would Giroud want to go there? No, no, no. Don't get in your head, Kenny. You know better than this. Yeah, the no, he doesn't. The no, Flyers. there's no way Giroud wants to go to Montreal yeah. when they're in the last place. No. no. So, but I'm just saying, like, that shit's going to Toronto, I could see Giroud end up in Toronto. Oh, my God, that team. Mm-hmm. I saw a stat where it was like Austin Matthews has like 85 goals in 95 games. Oh, or something my like that. God, dude. Yeah, he's so good. They're awesome to watch. I I caught Toronto on like a national TV game. Um, 
I don't know. It was like it was like a week ago or something. Um, <clears throat> they're fucking quick, and they're just fun to watch. They're fun to watch play. It sucks that we don't have hockey in this town anymore. So. Oh, it's dead. Jake Jake said it best, man. He I did. don't even wake up to look at the score. He did. He really did. And it's like they literally stole our team away. And we're in the basement. We have 42 points. Um, they're How do they have that? Oh, they have the, yeah. Because of all the overtime games. Yep. They have 10 overtime games. Losses. Overtime losses. So, whatever. Uh, fuck them. Fuck them. Um, I wanted to run run something by you, though. And both of you. We need to talk about the Eagles a little bit. Because... The traction is starting to grip on the possibility of Russell Wilson playing quarterback in Philadelphia. And it's, it's like everywhere now. And I saw something today that I was actually, I am, I'm against this move, by the way, I don't think they should do it. I think it's too much money. And I think that the way that you are successful in the NFL right now is by having a cheap quarterback and spending your money everywhere else. That's what I, that's my opinion. But that aside, this trade, I actually might do. And here's what it is. Russell Wilson goes to the Eagles for a first rounder this year. One, um, a third rounder this year. And a first rounder next year. If that's all it's going to take, okay. I think I don't think Seattle does it for that. I think There's they want. Still- three, I think they want three first round picks, and um, you know, slay. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, the Eagles are still too far away from just getting Russell Wilson and thinking that's going to be the answer. Oh. You're too far away from that. Yeah, I just realized that. (laughs) Um, The Eagles are still too far away from... They need more than just Russell Wilson. He doesn't come in and save the franchise. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. And you can't... Listen, we got to stop living in this fucking Peter Pan world where we think that the Eagles are one fucking player away from the Super Bowl. It's not happening. The Sixers... One player away from a championship, James Harden, insert. That makes sense. That yep. trade, I'd yep. do it 10 times out of 10. Yep. I'd give up Thibel if it meant something, you know what I mean, just to get Harden in a different scenario, right? The Eagles are too far out. They, they just they look at the teams that went to the playoffs. Look how good the playoffs were. The Eagles are not there yet. Not. Ah. Yep. And and um, so my my th- you and I have talked about this fry you know yeah. multiple times. I I am of that opinion as well. Like you use your picks to build out this roster the right way this year. Um, if you don't use them all first round, take two first rounders and trade one first rounder this year for another f- future first rounder next year. Have two first rounders next year. You know, like you can you could do something like that with another team. Uh, you know, uh, instead of using all three this year, but you gotta, you gotta get more talent, man. I mean, the Eagles, they, they need defense. Like, I mean, God, do they need linebacking and, and you gotta get pressure, man, without having to bring everybody, you gotta get pressure. Like, listen, Fletch has been great for us. Dude's old. I hate to say it, you know, but you know what, you know what really sucks about that, dude? 
You know what really sucks God. about that? He's got a lot of money left on that contract. Oh yes, a lot of money. Yes, he does. And I don't know. So, how, I don't know how likely he is to want to restructure. I, I said this before. I said it, I'm gonna say it again. I'll probably say it fucking 300 more times before April 29th or whatever the fuck day it is gets here. They need an edge rusher, like like you need a dick. Okay, <laughs> like. They need they need an edge rusher because if you watch anything happen in the NFL playoffs, the like one of the number one things that was happening all the time was a fucking edge rusher up some quarterback's ass. Yep. That's what they need. Yep. And they need they need a linebacker. They need a stud linebacker who can just fucking just who, who's just good. And they need a fucking fast edge rusher. After that. I'm honestly don't care who they pick and with the, with the third pick because I that's what I think they should do first. I think they should go linebacker, edge, or edge linebacker, whatever order. And then the third one could be whatever. It could be an O lineman. It could be a D lineman. It could be a wide receiver if there's one that's worth a shit. It could be a defensive back. I don't care. You could trade it. I, oh, I don't fucking care. The two, they need to use those two though, and they need to get two solid guys: linebacker and edge. That's what I think. S-E-C. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. S-E-C. Plenty of them out there. Yep. A lot of them. So I just wanted to run that by you guys because there's not much else going on with the Eagles right now, yeah. obviously, but um, I saw that and it was, it was interesting. It was, and it's interesting too, that Jalen Hurts is not involved because honestly, you know, you could have Hurts on this team as a backup. It's fucking weird, but you could. I mean, I, the the trade I heard uh, today for Russell Wilson threw Jalen Hurts in to to go back to Seattle as well. well I mean, so, what, what does it matter? It we don't need him. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Keep Gardner for that. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I I agree with both of you, Kenny. You're 100 right. The Eagles are not one one player away. As good as the offense might look with a guy like Russell Wilson at quarterback, and now It'd be maybe, pretty, yeah. Well, well, now maybe you got a receiver that goes, "Ooh, I want to go catch passes from him." Because how many of these top wide receivers right now are going to look at Jalen Hurts and go, "Yeah, I want to go to Philly." Chris Godwin, come on home. Buddy. None, because that's my whole thing. Like yeah, you got a guy. No, like. Uh, listen, Jalen Hurts is fine, but he's not amazing. He's not great. No. Not right now, anyway. No. So you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna get one of these big fish free agent wide receivers, and they're just slop, like you know chomping at the bit to come to Philly for what? Yeah. So we could get booed if I drop a ball right. and and have a have a pass off target. Like I, I <laughs> that's right. Or getting CTE going across the middle, stretching for something. That's just what I think is going through. Oh, their heads. did you see who? Di- did you see who uh, they diagnosed with CT? No. Which one? Cole Brennan. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. The Hawaiian Wait, how, quarterback. How they diagnose him? Yeah, they donated his brain to Boston. Oh. Yeah. And and the, the shit that they said that he like you know he was in rehab and all that shit like they everything. I mean, he was the prototype CTE guy. Mm-hmm. He, if you looked at everything that they dropped on the what it is, he did it all. Yeah, he 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 had a rough last few years. Apparently, uh, sad mm. sad stuff, man. You know, scary. I can I can I say something without being mean? Go right ahead. 
I would take CTE for millions and millions of dollars. Just saying. Mm, no, no. I, I easily would. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Bro, I'm going to die before I hit 50 because I have so many fucking medical issues. I'll take the CTE and be a millionaire on my way out. <laughs> Go out on the boat fishing. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know? Just Dexter <laughs> me into the fucking ocean. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Junior Seau too. Junior Seau had a CTE yeah. too, right? Yep. And so did Chris Benoit. Oh wait, I got my guys Whoa. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I don't know if my eyes could get wider than that. Oh man. Anyway, the name I didn't expect to get mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> he didn't kill his two German shepherds. Is all I'm gonna say. Um. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Elite dog. So. So there is one other thing happening right now in the world of Philadelphia sports. And it's the fact that nothing is happening with the MLB. And, and obviously we just got some big news today that, you know, talks were great. Talks were moving forward. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, and, and then the, the word comes down that they canceled opening day and they canceled at least the first two series of, of the season. Which is fucking shit. I hate you're it. You're gonna lose you're gonna lose a lot more. Yeah, you're gonna lose a month, I'm thinking. Yeah, easily. At least. And fucking bunch of pussies. Mm-hmm. Is baseball the only one that can't get it figured out? They're fucking every what is it, four years, five years? What is it? Something like that. Yeah, it's it's a lot shorter than the other agreements, and they n- always end up in this position. Yeah, the, the commissioner's like, Well, you all gotta you guys all got to have sex with my wife. And everyone's like, no, we're not doing it. That's what the stalemates are. It's always something so fucking stupid. And I don't even really love baseball, but like, it's something right. Gives you hope. Not you. You fucking hate baseball. Don't lie. I don't hate it. I just hate watching a decade of 88 or 81 and 80. I hate it. There has been a lot of that. Hey, guess what? Fry. This is it. Uh, this is your what? last year, buddy. What are you talking about? If you this, I think actually, I think the last time in a decade that they were any good, I think is gone now, right? Because it was the Cardinals. Oh, so you're saying that they've been they've been 500 or less for a decade? Yeah. The uh, Cardinals playoff series was like the last glimmer of hope. Now, weren't they good in 13? I don't. I mean, I'll look it up. I got you know. Yeah. It's well, it's approaching I mean, a decade. Yeah, we're arguing. I mean, that's that's gr- gra- grasping at straws there, obviously. Um, but I said I said it before, and I'll say it again. Now, honestly, I, Gordy, I don't know what you think about this, but I I strongly, strongly, strongly think that this hardened thing is going to change the landscape of Philadelphia sports. It's going to push the other teams to be to to want to be better and to want to grab the fans the way that the Sixers are going to do. It's already happening. It's been two games. You, you extrapolate that over a month. This, this city is going to be hook line and sinker Sixers. It don't even matter. You, you don't might not even know what a basketball looks like. And you are going to be watching Sixers games and buying hardened shirtsies. Okay. And, and all of those other owners are going to be like, Oh fuck. That's what it takes. 
And if the Phillies, if the hot stove finally opens up and they go out and grab one or two big name guys, they're going to see the same return because they, it shows that you fucking care. It shows that you want to fucking win. That is what we want to see. It's all we care about. Whether or not you actually win is almost secondary. We want you to care. We want you to look like you want to win. Look like you care. The Sixers are doing it, and I think that everybody else is going to follow suit. 2012. So you're done. Wow. No, this is still 2022. Do you not account? You're done. Oh, I'm sorry. 2011. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Fine. Wow. So it's been a decade, huh? Yep. Wow. They went 102 and 60 in 2011. That team was so good, man. Yes, they were. They had some really good teams, man. Yeah, 07 through 11, man. That stretch was... That was a stretch we didn't appreciate for what it was. I mean, not that we didn't appreciate it, but like not... We didn't realize what we had at that particular time, I don't think. 100%. You know? And it ended so quick. You know... Because of a what happens when you sell the farm? Well, that and an Achilles. Mm. That that I mean, I loved Ryan Howard, man. I still do, and I think the guy gets a raw deal from from a lot of Philly fans. But he was never the same. I mean, never the same after that injury. You know, I mean, I can't. What, that, that had nothing. What do you have to say about that, Kenny? Balls, but <laughs> hey, if it's in the dirt to the right, he's not hitting it. That's yeah, all that's I know. Very true too. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm, I go through the Ryan Howard, like hate and love constantly. It's every other year for me. I don't know. I'm torn and I like I'm, it. I'm not mad at him for signing the contract. I get that. Like everyone's like, Oh, you just hate it. Cause you fucking signed the contract. No, like I, I would sign that too. Right. Like I'm yeah. not a fucking idiot. I sure. get it. It just sucks that he signed it and then sniper on the roof. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It does. So Gordy, Gordy, what do you think about the, what I said about the Harden thing? Oh, I definitely think it it sends a message to every other team in this city. Like, yo, look at what the fan base in this city is craving, right? Like, look at what happens when you're in a position to actually win a championship and go. And look at what this fan base is capable of, really. I mean, I mean, like you said, the city is on fire. People that don't even know basketball are going to be rocking hats, shirts, jerseys, actually tuning into games. Going back out to bars again to watch to watch sports to watch the Sixers. Is that a shot at me? No, not at all. I no, think. that's a COVID. That's a COVID. <laughs> Just a shot at COVID. Really, a shot at COVID. One hundred percent. COVID. You know, I miss you. It definitely, definitely lets the the other owners and listen. The last time the Flyers were genuinely good, Snyder was still in charge of that team. They they right. were the one seed though. Don't forget that. They 2020. Were the they were, yeah, that's true. That's true. They were the one. That seed. was the worst one seed ever. <laughs> it might have been. Um, smoke and mirrors. And uh, you know, you, so you get there and you're genuinely good. And and then you go all in. That's <laughs> the one thing that makes me pause with that. And that thought process for the other teams in the city, the Phillies, I actually think they can get a bullpen and maybe one more bat. They could be there potentially, right? Uh, The Eagles, like we just talked about, they need too many pieces. I don't want to see them go all in 
for the Russell Wilson and not have enough pieces to get there. Like, yes, it's a sign that they're trying, and I, I'll take that over, um, you know, not trying and doing whatever it is the Flyers are doing. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm not – I, I don't want to see a team kind of go all in too soon. We've all watched and played plenty of poker. We know what happens when you do that. You go in too soon, you go out, you, quick. You go out quick. Yeah. So you don't want to see that either. You got to strike at the right time. Um, so. I think I think the Phillies have, uh, and I, I know that I'm kind of minority on this opinion, but I really think the Phillies have a great nucleus to build on, and I really strongly think that if they had um, a more solid closer, and they're going to have to find an eighth inning guy now too, because Hector's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they need a they need a they need a setup. They need a closer, and they need <laughs> they need an outfielder. What are you laughing at? Oh my God! Dude. Are you on Twitter? Yeah. Putin, this is from Biden. Putin might circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. <laughs> he said that. He said Iranian. I don't make it up. Uh, is it a real quote? Because that's a bad one. <laughs> that's real. He'll never gain. Well, Jesus. yes, the State of the Union address was tonight, uh, and I will. I will do my duties and watch it or at yeah, least read I'll it. I'll go back tomorrow. and watch it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won't. I will because I'd like to know what, what happened. And, um, you know, but yeah, uh, aside from we're not going down the politic road, that's for sure. But that's pretty funny. Iranian. <laughs> that's really funny. He'll never have the hearts of the Iranian people. <sighs> it's probably true. He's true. He's right. True statement. Fact check that bitch. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, I mean, Gordy, thanks for joining us tonight, man. It was awesome having you on. Finally, well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hope to do it again sometime soon. Yeah, I think uh, I was talking to Gordy Kenny a little bit. I think it would be nice to have him on a little bit further into this uh, Sixers run. Um, and Gordy also is uh, a pretty pretty savvy golf better, also. So I think it would be cool to have him on. Um, maybe when we get closer to like master's time, we could throw out some golf bets and shit. Yeah, let's do it. I don't give a shit. (laughs) We can, you can win some serious cash on golf. Um, you obviously got to get lucky and you got to kind of feel the rhythm a little bit and we can give out some some strategies on golf betting. Literally Uh, every guy is a long shot. So when you do hit, you hit. Yeah, for sure. You know, 18 to one or whatever, maybe even better. So, um, yeah, thanks Gordy. Thanks for joining us. Um, I saw that we had a couple people check in on YouTube, which is pretty cool. Um, Idiots. you know, <laughs> as, as Kenny said, if you make it this far into podcast, um, don't know what's wrong with you. Um, but you know, thanks for listening. And, um, as always hit us up on Twitter, um, you know, PHL sports pain day, Friday, four, uh, sky Chano one, two, seven, Gordy's Gordy's got a burner on Twitter, but I'm not going to give it out. <laughs> no, is it is it Wappy? <laughs> <laughs> Wap W A P six nine six nine underscore six nine. Hey 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 hey! hey. Blue snowball. The blue snowball. Um, blue snowball. But yeah, thanks guys. Thanks a lot for checking it out. We're gonna sign out. Uh, we'll be back next week, and let's fucking watch hard and rock. The home city tomorrow night. Go Sixers against the Knicks. Do we know Fuck what they're yeah. wearing? 
I, God, I hope you uh, can see the uniforms because I love them. Oh, they're they awesome. Warm. I know they did. They they wore them. Was it the, was it in New York? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they can't red. do that. Red? I think they might do the red. There's blood. <laughs> the Sixers uniforms look damn good. I love all their uniforms. Their uniforms I don't have any. Good, so yeah, and this is I don't the have the city uniforms they've had too. They should keep these oh, easily. Honestly, yeah. I can't find one to buy. No, I can't either. I was lucky no. enough to get the shirt. Can't yeah. They got the fucking. Uh, they got the. They got the uh, Curry jerseys though. <laughs> <laughs> they also had Ben Simmons jerseys. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do I do with my? I'm gonna keep it and wear it and be like, look at this piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's not. I don't know. If I like to bust wearable. out the Kiko Alonso once a once a year too. So like, I'm good Kiko. with it. I that, that would be from, like me. That would be like me wearing a Wentz jersey. You can wear it in like three or four years when it's retro you, and cool. And then you, you're making fun of yourself for your terrible jersey purchase. Uh, I mean, and dude, I still have a Griffin Rams jersey. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's I don't pretty know good. Who the fuck you're talking about <laughs> before your time, Kenny. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, boys, it's been real. Um, go Sixers, go Harden, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. Peace. Later. Later.